0: Now, I don't know what's making you cry today or be in pain, whether physical or emotional or circumstantial.
1: But Dr. Tony Evans says whatever it is, everything's going to change the moment you make it to heaven.
0: All that disappears
1: forever. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. Storytellers, movie makers, and even theologians have their ideas about what heaven might be like. But today, Dr. Evans describes it from a purely biblical perspective that beats anything the human imagination could ever dream up. Let's join him.
0: One day, for all of those who belong to Jesus Christ, the Son of the King, Jesus Christ is going to locate you. And he is going to rapture you or receive you through death where you will enter the end of the story and live happily ever after the home that this son of the king is going to take all of his believers to is called heaven the first thing I want you to know that Jesus makes it clear is heaven is a promised place he says, believe in God, believe also in me. If heaven is not real, Jesus is a liar and so is his daddy. Believe in God, believe also in me. To deny heaven is to call Jesus the liar and challenge his integrity. And if he is a liar and he has no integrity, why should I believe him for anything? He says, No, you believe in God. You believe also in me. I'm not just talking. I'm telling you about a reality. So, what you read in the Bible about heaven, the little that's given to us there, is tied to Christ's integrity. So he says, If you believe that there's a God up there, then you better buy what I'm saying about your future. Don't call me a liar. It is not only a promised place, it is a paternal place. Notice what he calls it, in my father's house. He calls heaven my father's house, where my daddy lives. I'm going to take a day or two and go up to Baltimore to see my father, and I will go to my father's house. I'm not going to go to the neighbors, I'm not going to go... Uh, to the folks in the community, because when I go back to Baltimore, I'm going to my father's house. He'll be expecting me, and the reason why he's expecting me is I'm his son. I was born into his family, and what makes him my father is: running all up and down my skin and all over my body is Daddy's DNA. I got it. I got my Daddy's DNA, and so. Because I possess his DNA, I get to go to his house. The only folks who go into the father's house in heaven are folks who have the divine DNA. Because you got to be a child in order for him to be a daddy. Like says, I go to my father's house. Heaven will be also a populated place. Hebrews 12, 22 and 23 talks about all the folk who are going to be there. Uh, let's talk about a few of them. It says the Old Testament saints are going to be in heaven. Hmm. All them questions you had. You get to have lunch with Abraham and have Starbucks with Jacob. Walk in the malls of heaven with Esther and Ruth. The things that you do not understand about what happened in the Bible and questions you can find out the size of the stone that David used to down Goliath. Because the Old Testament saints, he says, are going to be there. The New Testament saints, it says, the church will be there. Paul and Silas and Barnabas and Peter and the disciples and the saints of the church age will be there. Notice, he says, it is also a prepared place. I go to prepare a place for you. So there is preparation involved in your new location. Just as people prepare for new people who move in to their house. So you'll have a body prepared for heaven. You'll have a location prepared in the Father's house. Heaven. Heaven the highlight that the Bible gives us is the capital of heaven. Only the capital building or the capital city. It's called a city, but it's the city of heaven. John says in Revelation 21, he describes it all the way through Revelation 22 verse 5, this city coming down from heaven called the New Jerusalem. So the city is coming down from heaven The city is not the total definition of heaven. It's just the capital of heaven. Like in the millennium, when Jesus rules from Jerusalem, and Jerusalem will be the capital of earth, the now existing Jerusalem, in eternity, God is going to have the new Jerusalem coming out of the new heavens and earth. Revelation chapter 21 verse 1 says the old heaven and earth are going to pass away. I call that the uncreation. Genesis 1 1 you have the creation in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth but in Genesis 21 it says this heaven and this earth disintegrate. Every proton neutron atom will disintegrate. All the energy that makes up the current heaven and current earth will be destroyed so that all remnants of sin are removed. Now, if God is going to destroy all the heavens and the earth, that can only mean that he lives outside of it. Because there is another realm for which we are not acquainted, that is outside of the created realm by the creator because the creator is not limited to his creation. So he says, I will show you your capital city. I will show you the father's house. Because guess what? The one in charge lives in the capital city. The governor lives in the capital city. The president lives in the city of Washington. His abode is there. This is my father's house. So this capital is where you're going when you're raptured or when you die, whichever comes first. I wish I had a better word, but there's no other word, is that it is an environment of perfection. It is a perfect place. First of all, let me talk about the size of your new home. It's told us in verse 16 of Revelation chapter 21. It says, The city is laid out as a square, and its length is as great as its width. And he measured the city with the rod, 1,500 miles in length, width, height are equal. So the capital of heaven, that's now coming down from heaven to earth, That capital is 1,500 in a square. So to give you a picture of the capital of heaven as your new home, it is the size of half of the United States of America. United States of America is approximately 3,000 miles. Half of that is 1,500 miles. It is 1,500 miles going this way, this way, this way, and this way. But he throws in something that you wouldn't expect. He says it's 1,500 miles going up. And we're just talking about the capital now. It's not all of heaven. It's not all of earth. It's just one city that's half the size. So you've never seen a city this size. Because this is half of the country of America, one city. One city. Doing a little math, a city that's 1,500 miles up would allow you to build 393 stories of building. So you think of a high rise. This is 393,000 at 24 feet per story. So just looking at the height, and then you add to it the expanse, this thing is huge, but it's only one city. You'll find out in Scripture there will be many cities. In fact, it talks about uh, in chapter 22, nations are existing. So, so I'm not giving you the whole ball of whack. I'm just giving you what the capital looks like. In the capital, this one city, is staggering in its size. Its beauty will be perfect. Verse 11, having the glory of God, her brilliance was like a very costly stone as a stone of crystal and clear jasper. Verse 18, the material of the wall was jasper and the city was pure gold like clear glass. You've never seen this before. Now, I know we talk about, I'm gonna walk on the streets paved with gold. Okay. But so far, so good. But That's not what that says. It says the whole city is built on gold. So everything in the city has been crafted with pure gold. When you look at how much man has been able to dig gold out of the earth for all the things that we use gold for, then we shouldn't be surprised that the creator can create a gold city. Everything in the city is made of gold, and it is made of transparent gold, gold you can see through, as clear as crystal. When you look at what man has been able to do with the hotels in Las Vegas and with the huge hotels in the uh, Emirates and, and uh, all of the, the fancy things that man and his brilliance and in his sinfulness can produce, it shouldn't shock you that the creator of the world can create such a city that will be spectacular in its brilliance. And all you will be able to say is, whoa.
1: And the news just keeps getting better, as we'll see when Dr. Evans returns with more of our message about heaven in just a moment. Don't go away. Compassion is our calling, our mission. Dive into Creative for Compassion, kindness in the culture, and experience scripture, insights, and daily kindness challenges. Become a vessel of God's compassion, impacting lives and being a light in a world that needs it. Creative for Compassion Kindness in the Culture is available now. You can find out more about Created for Compassion when you visit TonyEvans.org. And that's where you can also learn how to receive our current double resource offer. Tony's new book, Kingdom Values Devotional, will teach you how to align your thoughts, words, and actions with God's values, giving you a life of purpose, peace, and calm. Embracing Kingdom Values isn't about virtue signaling. It's about authentically stepping into the abundant life God's designed for you. Along with this new devotional, we'll also send you a copy of Tony's current two-volume series, Prophecy and Our World. These 12 full-length messages, on either CDs or downloadable MP3s, dig deep into what the Bible says about the rapture, the tribulation, the second coming, the judgment seat of Christ, and many more. Terms often mentioned in church, but not always explained. This special double offer ends tomorrow, so take advantage of it today by visiting TonyEvans.org and making a contribution. We'll say thanks by sending you both the 12-part teaching series, Prophecy and Our World, and Tony's new book, Kingdom Values Devotional. Again, that's TonyEvans.org, or you can call 1-800-800-3222, And let one of our resource team members help you. I'll have that contact information for you again a little later. But right now, let's get back to today's lesson. Here's Dr. Evans.
0: Verse 4 of Revelation 21. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no longer any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. Now, I don't know what's making you cry today or be in pain, whether physical or emotional or circumstantial. All that disappears. And it disappears forever. The psalmist says in Psalm 1611, he says, in thy presence is joy forevermore. I want you, if you can, to think of the best day of your life. Whatever that day was, and I know some of you are saying, I don't have one, but try. <laughs> Whatever the best day, whether you were a child, a teenager, or an adult, what is that one day that you said, I wish every day could be like today? That's the best day of your life. Now, multiply that by a million. 100 quadzillion years from now, there will have not been One decrease in the joy that you had upon your arrival. Why? Because everything, watch this, this this is a small thing I'm going to say, but its profundity is great, because everything, all the time, will be new. We are all excited when something is new. New clothes, new car, new house new friends, new mate. (laughs) Everybody's excited when something is new. The problem with new is it gets old. The car smell goes, the the new house you get used to, the mate you don't want to live with no more. It's just you get tired because new doesn't stay new which is why we're in debt because we're always trying to buy something to feel new. That's why Madison Avenue and the advertisements get our attention because we want the feeling of something new because the new becomes old. But in heaven, nothing ever deteriorates and so everything is new all the time and throughout eternity, Everything is new. Why? Because the book of James chapter 1 says in him there is no shifting shadow. What's a shifting shadow? Nighttime. See, the earth rotates around the sun. The earth spins and it rotates around the sun and it spins and it rotates around the sun. And as it spins and rotates around, it casts a shadow called nighttime on half the earth. So half the earth is dark while half the earth is lit because this thing keeps spinning. He says, James says, every good and perfect gift comes from above. So everything in your life that's good comes from God. Everything that's bad does not come from God. The reason why only good comes from God is because in God there is no shifting shadow. In other words, there's no turning, there's no night. And because there is no turning, and the reason why there's no turning is we're told in chapter twenty-one, there will be no sun. <laughs> because there will be no twenty-four hour period as you know it now. Because it says there will be no nighttime. So God is gonna give you a body that can receive everything new, never get bored, never get tired. So every time you do something, you're gonna go, Whoa, whoo! Wow. Good, good. Lord have mercy. That, that It will dominate the environment all the time. No boredom, no loss of energy, no need to sleep because you will never get tired. You will have a glorified body. Some of you, some of us are already maybe planning vacations. Sometimes those vacations include things you've never done before. Maybe you've never been on a cruise or never went to Italy or never done this or never done that. It can get a little exciting planning to go a special place that you've never been before. It can get exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to vacation. But to live in anticipation of what is to come, even though it's not vacation time yet, The more you think about it, the more you're excited. What God wants you to do is he wants you to think about heaven so you stay excited, even though you haven't gotten there yet. So that when vacation time comes, you're ready to go. Your knowledge will be perfect. You will never stop learning because God is inexhaustible. So since God is inexhaustible, you'll never stop learning. You'll just have the capacity to understand. You will be given the brain power the mind power to make Google look stupid. (laughs) I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, you will be also. Guess what God calls us? The bride of Christ. So the husband is coming for his girl, the church, in order to take us to his paradise. Because it won't be the same if he wasn't there. It will be the Savior's presence that will turn heaven from just being a beautiful place to hang out to a great experience to have as the bride of the bridegroom when the bride comes for his bride to take us home. However, whenever you travel to a foreign country, you need a passport The only way to legitimately get in to a foreign country, you must have a passport that grants you access. God will only let you into heaven if you have the right credentials. If you do not have the right credentials, you don't get to enter there. And many people are wanting to go to heaven without a passport or with a passport that no longer works if you go to God and show him your passport of good works he's gonna say unacceptable you can't come here if you show him a passport of your church membership he's gonna say unacceptable you can't come here if you show him a passport of your keeping the Ten Commandments he'll say unacceptable you can't come in here If you show him a passport that you're just a nice person, he will say, unacceptable, you can't come in here because the only passport he accepts is the blood of Jesus Christ who was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. Only through receiving Jesus Christ as your personal Savior will your passport be stamped and entrance be granted. There will be many people think that they're going to heaven hope that they're going to heaven, wanting to go to heaven, desiring to go to heaven, who will be denied interest because their names will not be written in the Lamb's book of life because they did not come by means of the blood. You must come by the cross of Jesus Christ in order to have access to the pristine beauty of eternity. And if you have not accepted Jesus Christ, you cannot enter into God's holy heaven. But God says... At the end of chapter 22 of Revelation, come all who are thirsty, come all who are hungry, and I will quench your thirst and give you eternal life.
1: Dr. Tony Evans, wrapping up a message called The Glory of Heaven. And if you're ready to say yes to Jesus' invitation, then visit TonyEvans.org right now and follow the link that simply says Jesus. There, Tony will tell you all about what it means to be a Christian and walk you through everything you need to know to start a brand new life, ready for heaven's glory. Once again, check out the Jesus link at TonyEvans.org. Now, if you'd like to get a copy of today's message on CD or digital download to review again or share with someone else, the full-length version is available on its own or as a part of Tony's two-volume, 12-message series called Prophecy and Our World. And don't forget, you can get both volumes of this collection as our thank-you gift when you make a contribution to help us keep Tony's teaching on this station. Just call our 24-hour Resource Center at 1-800-800-3222 or visit us online at TonyEvans.org where all the details are waiting for you. And if you make your contribution today or tomorrow... We'll also include a special bonus, Tony's new devotional book, rooted in the challenges and blessings Jesus presented in the Beatitudes. It's called Kingdom Values Devotional. This offer is limited, so don't wait. Visit TonyEvans.org or reach out to our resource center at one 800 800 where team members are on hand to help you. The only thing many people know about hell is that it's a place they don't want to go. Well, tomorrow, Dr. Evans will give us the scriptural reasons to feel that way and advice on avoiding the chance of personally finding out what hell is like. Be back with us tomorrow. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you.